Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy, happy day to you guys. I hope you guys can hear me okay. I was having some technical difficulties. If you're tuning in live, um, please comment below, hashtag live. Can you guys let me know that you can hear me okay? We're having a huge rainstorm here. So if you don't mind, comment below, hashtag live, and where you are, you're tuning in from, and just let me know that you guys are hearing me okay. So I really want to welcome you here to Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm live streaming and everything is okay. <laughs> um, so I wanted to share a little bit more uh, about what I started yesterday, um, having a conversation about really what the foundation of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise is, is all about helping you be become more conscious and aware of your best health, your best wealth, through trusting your best wisdom. And a lot of times we can go through life. Hey, we got some people. Hey, Don. Yay. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me know. Thank you. Live from the rainstorm. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear it. It's um, it's really intense right now. But I want to dive in and talking about what, what the title of this is, what my alcohol journey taught me. And so I also wrote a blog post about it, but I, I want to drill it down and just uh, share a story with you and hopefully inspire you, give you a different consciousness shift, just like I had. And potentially, even if you don't believe you have any addictive behaviors, um, if you feel there's value, you know, feel free to hit the, the share button. Um, I actually had someone who was telling this about, and they're like, I don't have any addictive behaviors. And I, I sort of chuckled on the inside because I think we are all susceptible if you're on social media, you're susceptible to spending too much time on it and then it, it like numbs out your brain. Um, if you have a TV, you might be too, you know, having too much TV time and susceptible to it. If you're on, um, if you have your notifications turned on to your email, right, right, you hear a notification, you all of a sudden have this knee reaction to go check your email. <laughs> right? So it doesn't have to be alcohol. It doesn't have to be drugs. It doesn't have to be gaming. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who have um, a perspective that I would really like to help shift and actually teach you what I learned. So that's my goal today is teach you what I learned from my alcohol journey. Uh, I'm going to go even deeper on my next podcast. So stay tuned. If you're tuning in, I'll be doing another episode, maybe today or sorry, not today, tomorrow, Thursday. I'm not sure yet. So as I was talking about yesterday, I realized I wasn't living a healthy and vital life. I wasn't. My energy was lower. Um, I was needing to use coping mechanisms to keep me going energetically. My coffee consumption, consumption had increased. Um, my Zoom consumption had increased during the pandemic. My social media consumption had increased. And then, of course, also my alcohol consumption had increased. So no surprise, right? I wasn't feeling as healthy and vital as I knew was possible for me. And so I started digging. I started looking underneath that. And as divine fate, destiny, whatever you want to call it, would have it, I found in February 2020 a podcast called Take a Break from Drinking. And it was it really hit me like in the heart space, in the head space, because I had found myself 
binge drinking multiple times a week now for years. And if you would have talked to me about this publicly, you know, months ago, I wouldn't have even wanted to admit that because there was still some shame and some negative connotation and judgment that I had about myself. And there's, there's a, I'm, I'm talking about alcohol, but this applies to so many areas of our life that I'll be talking about more of that on the next couple of days. But I, I, I listened to her podcast, Take a Break from Drinking, and I thought, you know what? That sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> it was around the beginning of February, so it was after New Year's resolutions had pretty much been kicked to the curb. And I decided to listen to what she had to say. And I was blown away. I was blown away by what she had to say. She, she doesn't necessarily promote the abstinence model, although she does say in the 30 days, you know, you can completely go alcohol free or you can cut back. It's up to you. First and foremost, she didn't have any judgment about what our choice was. And I was so impressed by her compassion and her thought process. She talked about the mind and she talked about perception. And she talked a little bit about the ego, not, not so much, but a lot of times we have these perceptions about things and we judge things and really alcohol is neutral. Social media is neutral. Drugs are neutral. We talked about money in um, a class in my Healy relationship with money. Same thing. Money is neutral. They don't have feelings. They don't have thoughts. They don't have emotions. They're not human. They're just tools that are neutral. It's the meaning that we give to those things that is a mirror back to what is going on inside and what she taught was about the brain. And so I listened. I signed up for her 30-day challenge and I studied and I studied and I studied. And a lot of what she believes is, you know, it's all about our subconscious limiting beliefs and even what we grew up with our childhood. So my childhood, there was a really, really bad perception around alcohol because there was alcoholism in my family. So I had this judgment that I had become a bad person because of this, this behavior. And it's one of those things where if you label yourself, you label that behavior, guess what? It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you can never really get to the root cause of why did I feel that way? Not even looking at society, not even looking at family history. Why did I feel that way? And she actually listed a ton of numbing mechanisms. Addictive behaviors could be defined also as numbing or coping mechanisms to just check out, to have shiny object syndrome. She, so she talked about social media. She talked about email. She talked about sleep and naps. If someone is taking a lot of naps and getting a lot of sleep at night, you know, that could be a way to, to check out. So I started looking at other areas of my life where I was doing this, this over too much. And I started actually 
really, really reflecting on what also led me to wanting to have too much alcohol. So she brought it back to science. She brought it back to the basics. Our brain loves sugar and sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine, right? And part of the other scientific focus on that is the dopamine hits. So it doesn't have to be sugar. You can get a dopamine hit just from getting a positive email. You can also get a dopamine hit from just checking your email because you're feeling that need, that compulsion almost to be seen, to be heard, to be acknowledged. Facebook notifications, text messages. We live in a society, and she brought this up too, that is full of notifications. So we're constantly bombarded with dopamine hits. And so these dopamine hits, what happens then is it, it puts our brain on autopilot. If you, if you go to Google, and I'm going to encourage you to do this, is if you go to, um, to Google and study about dopamine addiction, um, it can really, really upset the delicate balance of pleasure and pain our brains need to feel normal which then can lead to long-term pain and addiction. So again, that's, that's from Anna Lemke, a psychiatrist and author. When you have too much of that pleasure triggering dopamine, then it's almost like you've gone too far and your brain is going to do everything that it can, right? To help you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling low or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling lost or I'm feeling bored or I'm feeling alone. Or what I discovered was my root cause. And again, I'm going to talk more about this on, on another, another podcast, but my root cause is I am not enough. Feeling not enough was my number one limiting belief that I uncovered over the last 20 months <laughs> in order to really understand why was I filling myself up with all this dopamine? And I thought about it. I was like, I went all the way back because I never was a workaholic. I never drank too much alcohol. I had my sugar addiction and my caffeine and coffee addiction in my twenties. So I, I never got to the root cause of those first dopamine hits. We'll call them. I quit cold turkey and thought, oh, I'm good. I'm not drinking coffee or eating sugar or consuming sugar anymore. So I must have it all figured out. <laughs> but my brain and my heart brain, because we have three brains in our body, our head, our heart, and our gut, they hadn't all worked out the reasons why the underlying root cause of why I went from those in the 20s and my whole childhood, sugar, coffee, caffeine, cold turkey, feeling really proud of myself because I thought I was being a good girl. And sure enough, life happened. Something happened that triggered that not enoughness again. And sure enough, over time, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. Facebook notifications, email notifications, text 
message notifications. I, I actually could probably say I was diagnosed with text messaging PTSD. Because <laughs> before you know it, you give an inch, people will take a mile. So I also fell into people-pleasing dopamine. I felt good about myself by saying yes to so many people. Now, Rachel didn't talk about that in her podcast, but I learned that, that it was when, when I looked back at my life in my 30s, it was when I started having so many dopamine hits, I became addicted. And again, Google search dopamine addiction. I've lived it and I've seen so many people go through it. I've lost 10 people to suicide. I've lost multiple family members and friends to alcohol addiction and so on and so forth. And so I share this with you today that it took me literally 18 months of deep dive. And, and there was a lot of shame, resentments for myself that it was really, really hard to stop wanting to reach for the dopamine. So this is what I did. And this is what I encourage you to consider for yourself, whether it's alcohol or whatever dopamine thing that, that is driving you to have these insanely, you know, addictive tendencies, which leads to no healthy boundaries, which led to, for me, no healthy boundaries and no spaciousness. I was just going from thing to thing to thing, again, driven by my not enoughness in order to fill up that void of not feeling enough. And so what I did to start was I, I did read the book, The Surrender Experiment, number one. Um, number two, I actually started creating more spaciousness. I stopped working nights. I stopped working weekends. And I first even started with just not, not being available on Sundays. Then I would stop being available noon on Saturdays. And I would turn off my computer and all notifications by 6.30 p.m. <laughs> that was the start, right? You, if you don't know where to start, you know, you got to start somewhere. I stopped text messaging. I started compartmentalizing into different apps that I did not have on my phone only on my computer, or if they were on my phone, I would take them off by 6 p.m. at night. And that allowed myself spaciousness to at least just start the process of coming down from the being on all the time, because that's what was happening for me. And it just became a hamster wheel. If I was on all the time, I used alcohol to turn myself off to kind of like shut down and not necessarily the healthiest option in my opinion, <laughs> but guess what? I also through this process created a healthy relationship and a healthy perspective. I used to really judge myself and alcohol as being the problem. But once I recognized that it was mirroring into you know me, what I was showing inside then I could become aware. Then I could change and get to the root cause of the habit instead of transferring it to another thing. Because I didn't want to do that. I had already done that. 
by not getting to the root cause with the previous addictive behaviors, I just transferred it to new ones. And so again, herein lies just first that awareness is what of the, and I asked this on the podcast yesterday, what behaviors do you have too much of that may be causing those dopamine hits that are causing you to crash? And like, I, I have an image of the, the sugar cycle that I posted yesterday on, on social media is once you have that dopamine hit, just like sugar, then your brain is going to find every way to bring it back again. And part of that is you're going to have a physical crash. So then you go back and have that dopamine hit again. And so what I learned from all that was to be more aware. Whenever I'm feeling those feelings of not enough, how can I fill myself up with love and compassion with a healthy habit? So I want to continue to take you on this journey to continue have this conversation with you because I really believe when I got to that root, which was that not enoughness, it not only shifted my relationship with alcohol, it shifted my relationship with work. My perspective of work changed. It also helped work and heal my relationship with my husband, my children, completely created more joy, more bliss, actually having true deep relationships with friends. Because before most of my relationships were cost of doing business or an association, it wasn't really deep, authentic relationship with brothers and sisters. That's what I call my friends now, my brothers and sisters. And I was hungering for all of that. But instead of going for those things, that was where the dopamine, the work, the alcohol, the notifications on social media would suck me in. And before you know it, time and space was gone and I couldn't be a good wife, a good mom. And I say good loosely. It's all perfect. I do believe I have learned from this. It's all divine. It's all meant to happen for me. And I believe for you. So that's why I'm having these conversations is to help wake you up. Because if you're on the hamster wheel of the dopamine hits, you can't have full health and vitality. You just can't. And yesterday I asked that question. It's also in my blog post is what does health and vitality mean for you? So again, I can't define that for you. I can't, I can't also can't define how much is too much work or too much sleep or too much social media. <laughs> That's your call and your decision. I just know that from what I've learned from studying this for the past 20 months myself is there's so much to learn. You just gotta be willing to look at it. So I'm gonna continue this journey Check out my blog post. You can go to loiskofi.com and uh, check out my blog. But I also want to remind you that if, if any of this resonates with you, and it's okay if it doesn't, I would love for you to sign up for my five-day free challenge where we're going to talk about emotional eating. We're going to dig underneath those addictive behaviors and get to the root cause and really ask yourself some questions because that's where the answers lie. I don't have the answers for you. 
The answers lie in the questions that you ask yourself. And I learned how to ask myself some really honest, honest questions. We're also going to work into the mother wound, the father wound, um, working with ancestral trauma. Because those were all parts of my not enoughness. There's not really any area of my life that that not enough, not feeling enough, not believing I was enough, didn't touch. And I'm still learning. I'm still peeling back layers of the onion. I had a dream last night, which I, I believe dreams tell us a lot about what we have not healed. And so just sharing that with you so that you know that there's so much more, so much more to experience. And I would love for you to take this five-day journey with me, January 24th through the 28th. If you want to break the cycle, change the behaviors, release the dopamine hit addiction. And if you don't like that word addiction, I honestly didn't myself either for a long time. I was hiding from it. I, I, I had a lot of energy on that word. So I, I understand if, if, if you're feeling that way. And I'm here to help shine a light in those shadows, in those places that maybe you haven't wanted to look and just remind you that you are not alone. So again, sign up today, loiscofi.com forward slash health challenge. We'll be streaming it live on Facebook and on Zoom two weeks from today, guys, two weeks from today. And if you sign up early um, and often and refer friends, I'm also giving away $3,000 in prizes for those who sign up, show up, and refer a friend. If you saw value in this today, if you know someone struggling with any dopamine addiction or any kind of addictive behaviors, again, zero judgment, because I think it's really just important to openly have a conversation because I want you to live your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. So here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Hit the share button below. And again, this is Lois Kofi signing off for Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Uh, look forward to your comments. Look forward to any questions. And I look forward to seeing you back here online um, in the next couple of days for my next episode, uh, continuing this conversation of addictive behaviors. Bye-bye for now.